Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same-day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, I'll what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Are you even listening to me right now? Ladies and gentlemen, it is summertime finally here in Pennsylvania, and we are looking forward to that November 2nd cold front where you're in a tree stand early in the morning and that buck of a lifetime walks out in front of you. Well, what are you going to do next? You have to draw your bow. You have to make the perfect shot. You have to send that arrow right through the vitals. But what if your bow's not tuned? What if you haven't been shooting all year? What if you haven't headed down to Williams Archery yet and got your bow tuned and got it shooting right so you can make that shot on November 2nd on a buck of a lifetime? I call that foolish, my friends, because you need to get down to see Ron and Linda Williams at Williams Archery. You need to get in there. You need to get your bow tuned up. You need to get those hands-on lessons. That's what it's going to take, guys. If you want to kill that buck of a lifetime, don't sit on your couch and say, hey, I want to kill big buck. You need to get out and get your bow ready to kill that big buck. You need to go pick up the accessories that you need to kill that big buck. Where do you do it? Williams Archery, of course. I mean, it's the only place around here that I go to. It's my hometown. You know, Enberg, PA, that's just down the street from me. I grew up here. That's where I want to be when I have to depend on my bow to kill the buck of a lifetime. So give Ron and Linda Williams a call at 724-667-9660 and let them take care of you. Welcome to episode 47 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in the Rack Shack today forever and for eternity because this podcast is the best. Charles Hedlund, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. What's going on? You know, just, you know, recording podcasts and, and, <laughs> and hanging out and enjoying the weather because it's summer. You know what? The weather's been very good. We've complained yeah. a lot about the weather, but it has been wonderful. Yeah. You know, although during this episode, a random, like, five-minute torrential downpour just hit us. It was a tsunami, dude. No, uh, that's not the right word. It was a, uh, 
I don't. It was a hurricane. It was, it was gale force winds, hurricane rains, a tornado might have came through. I'm not sure what was going on, but it got crazy. I don't know about all that, but you know what? That little storm might have dropped a little more of these guys right here in my hand. Yeah, man. That's exciting to me. What is going on right now? I'm holding a full-sized green acorn. In your hand. In my hand right now. It is Did you pick that? 14th. Did you pick that off the tree? No. You put these on my little desk spot here in the rack shack. And I was like, wait, where did these come from? Yeah, because man. Because they don't make any sense. And I drew little faces on them, so they're pretty cool. <laughs> I noticed that. But uh, what what is going on? Is it the is it the wet weather we've had? Um, acorns should not be full size on August fourteenth. And dropping. And dropping. I walked out and I was mowing my grass a little bit early, and I looked down and there were acorns everywhere, man. So what do you now, think that's going to do to the deer season? Do you think like we talked about a little bit? These are red oaks. Those are red oaks. Yeah, they're not white oak. They're red oak acorns. And I mean, I know they they lose their acidity over time. Yeah, and they become bitter. more favorable for deer. Right. The know? tannins pull out of them. Yeah. They like so leach through the through the shell. If they're dropping in August, come October, they might be. What it, is this going to be a food source that deer are going to be targeting other than white oaks? I mean, it's it's definitely possible. It kind of blew my mind a little bit seeing as many acorns on the ground. It it actually kind of startled me a little bit, but. Honestly, I think it's because we had such a wet spring. I mean, we got so much rain. Granted, other rain years we've had good acorn crops, but I don't remember seeing them in the middle of August dropping. It's crazy. Never dropping. Are. I've seen the trees full of them. I've seen them weighing down branches. And then, you know, in September they drop and the deer eat them all. And I've seen that. You know, last year that's exactly what happened last year. It's a carpet, camp. man. Yeah, there was literally acorns everywhere and deer were sucking them up like vacuums. You but know? it's kind of concerning to me in one way. I mean, I don't know whether we're going to have a crazy food source from the get-go and have too much food just right from the get-go. I mean, whether it's ag and, and, and acorns all over the place, but it could be concerning to me. Are they going to have a late season source because these are dropping so early? I mean, the cap just came off of this. Yeah. That, I, that, this is a fully matured acorn <laughs> in August. Yeah. It's 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 mind-boggling uh, I, to me, but I would agree. I think it could play two different ways, and I don't think either of them are good for us. One, they suck them all up in August and September, and and there's no acorns come hunting season. Or two, there's such an abundance because acorns are doing so well, and you have red oaks that are going to be good at the same time as white oaks, you know, and everything else is hitting at the same time. How are you going to keep deer in one spot? I mean, there are oak trees everywhere. Around us. Around us. <laughs> yeah. And then there's big areas with a lot of oak trees. You know, it's going to be tough. Could be interesting to say the least. Hmm. Maybe, maybe this is just a, a rare occasion in your specific area. Uh, I'm hoping. But I think we need to get in the woods and, and maybe uh, take a look into this and see if it's hitting any of our spots. That is, that, that's my opinion on it too. And, you know, I have been slacking big time. I still don't have cameras out. I might actually go do that tomorrow. I think I think I'm going to make the plan. I'm going to go out tomorrow and there I'm going to put go. out cameras and do a couple quick spot scouting. I think. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, get get maybe some intel on what's going on out there. Yeah. Because if this is happening in your yard, I know a couple spots that we hunt that, that are full of oaks. Probably happening there too. Yeah, man. I I definitely think it's a super weird phenomenon. I mean, we'll just have to see how it plays out, and you know, we'll take this as as historical data and run with it in the future. 
Yeah, it's it's something new to learn. Uh, that's definitely a good thing. And like I said, you know, if we can get out and and maybe do some scouting and sit on a back porch or sit somewhere in a car and you know slug a few brews, probably not in a car. Maybe we'll save the brews for the porch. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> and, and just see, are deer coming into these right now? Are they eating them? Um, what is the effect? of early dropping acorns in our area going to do to hunting yeah you know that's that's something i want to answer and if we can get that information out to some of our listeners too i think they could appreciate it maybe benefit from it so and speaking of benefiting from an episode i think there's a lot to benefit from this episode with grant forney could not agree more man the everyday outdoorsman yeah i mean and it is it's it's so relatable he is the everyday outdoorsman i mean he's out there he's getting it done He's chasing a dream. Um, you know, we won't get into too much detail because we cover it all. Don't you worry on this episode. So why don't we dive right in, get Grant on the phone, chat with him for a little bit. What do you say? I dig it, man. All right, guys. On the phone with us today, we have Grant Forney from the Everyday Outdoorsman. What's going on, Grant? How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, guys. I'll tell you what, hunting season's coming up real soon, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Great time of the year, so I'm doing really good. I really appreciate you guys having me on here today. I'm looking forward to it. I always love love talking about deer hunting with guys like you, so it's going to be a pretty fun evening here. Awesome, man. Well, we're Heck glad yeah, you man. came on. Heck yeah. That's why we're doing this. You know, the podcast is because Austin and I love to talk about deer hunting, and what better way to do it than put a couple microphones in our face and call people on the phone and bring them on and share stories. You know, that's what we love. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, so Grant, before we get into too much of hunting talk and that kind of thing, we'd like to uh, start maybe with a little bit of an intro to who you are and maybe where you're from, if you don't mind getting into that. Yeah, well, like you said, my name is Grant Forney. I'm from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, here in the southeastern part of the state. And I run a YouTube channel called The Everyday Outdoorsman. make deer hunting videos, fishing videos, pretty much anything that you can think about uh outdoors related in pennsylvania i've probably made videos about it and of course i have all the other social media that goes along with it and yeah i've been i've been hunting and fishing ever since i was a young kid my dad introduced me to hunting and fishing and really the outdoors have been just a huge blessing in my life i've uh, hunted and fished with all my all my friends and family and and really it's it's my main passion and main hobby and and a huge part of my life so i've had a lot of fun doing it so far and and plan on doing it for many years to come that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you have quite a bit of time to actually be in the outdoors and, and go fishing and go hunting and make videos and stuff. What allows you to have that amount of time to go out and do all those fun things you like to do? Well, I guess part of it is, I would say my ca- having a cabin plays into it. Like I, I have, I, I have the opportunity to have a lot of places to go and hunt. Uh, my family has a, a place in North Central Pennsylvania that we have 85 acres on, and so I'm going there on weekends. Fortunately, my parents are nice enough to let me and my friends go there several weekends of of the year to hunt and fish. And and I guess another big part too is I have I have a lot of friends and family that also love to hunt and fish. Like it's kind of one of those things that I don't like to hunt and fish on my own nearly as much as I do with other people. So when I have friends that love to do it, I think that that helps me get out more because they want to go do it, and when they want to go do it, I want to with them and so i think those are those are probably the main things that that help me get out there more and why i spend so much time doing this stuff and it's just a lot of fun to be out there to be out there with friends and family doing it heck yeah man well you're a pretty young guy but are you doing anything right now for work full-time or anything currently i am full-time youtuber and uh so i'm doing this is my full-time job right now i actually just graduated college back in december so this is my first year out of school 
and I'm doing the YouTube channel full time, do a little bit of writing, of course, a little bit of photography here and there on my social media pages. And, and so, yeah, I'm fortunate enough that I have a lot of time to be, to be out in the outdoors right now. And, and it's maybe, don't get me wrong, I do have a lot of time to be out there, but it's maybe not quite as much as some people would expect because a lot of people don't realize, like, the people that make YouTube videos, a lot of, a lot of the viewers don't realize how much work goes on behind the scenes for what we do. Like, I spend nearly just as much time in my office editing videos as I actually do out in the field, which I also love that half of it, but it's just kind of a part of the job and it, it's just kind of what goes along with it. So, I do get a lot of time to spend out there in the woods and out there fishing, but it's maybe, it's, it's not every day like some people think it would. So like this fall, I will get to hunt quite a bit, but it won't be like I'll hunt every single day of the whole week. Just, just that's, that's kind of one of the things that, that a lot of people don't realize. Some people might think that, uh, the people that make these hunting shows and, and the YouTube videos that we just go out there and, and the videos go straight from, from us hunting and, and onto the laptop and then that's it and then on YouTube. But there's, uh, there's definitely a lot of hours spent on the computer making videos and, and of course doing some other, some other related things to, to the business too. But, but, uh, like you guys said, yeah, I do have a lot of time, uh, right now. I'm at a point in my life where I have a lot of time to be out there in the outdoors. So definitely thankful for that and trying to take advantage of it while I have it. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I mean, you're you're kind of living the dream that I think we all want, you know. <laughs> and, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. You're you're yeah. out chasing a dream, and you're out, you know, chasing goals that you set. And I think right. uh, I actually wish you the best of luck, and I hope everything goes really well. And I know mm-hmm. we'll support you from here on out for sure. And you know, I also wanted to mention for everybody Northwest PA guys that are listening. He's in Lancaster. I know he said Lancaster, you know, because that's how you actually say it. But <laughs> everybody <laughs> outside of this town says it that way. <laughs> over here, it's definitely Lancaster. Lancaster. <laughs> you know, or they made that Amish movie or show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, whatever, whatever you guys want to call it, I guess I'll just have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it all the time. My real good buddy, my best friend, uh, his wife grew up in Lancaster, so. She set, okay. she set me straight <laughs> a long time ago. But yep. all right, so let's get into it, man. The meat and potatoes, you kind of covered a little bit of everything. Uh, you stole our whole question on how you got into hunting with your intro there a little bit. So your hunting season is about to start a lot quicker than most people in Pennsylvania because you're actually going to Maryland to do some hunting a little early. That's in. right. We are yeah, severely right. jealous, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> Yeah, like you guys said, it's coming up real quick. Our season, or I should say the season in Maryland starts in, I guess, just a little bit over three weeks on September 6th. And I'm fortunate enough, I live not real far from the Maryland line. So like a couple of my public spots that I hunt in Maryland, I really only have like an hour drive or maybe an hour and a half drive to some of them. So they're close enough to where I can make a day trip out of it and just go down there in the morning real early and hunt and then come back or it's even close enough that I can just do like an afternoon hunt if I want. So that's real nice. And last fall was actually the first fall that I started, that I started hunting down there in Maryland. And really the main thing that, that drew me to look at the opportunities down there were how long the seasons they have and the excessive amount of deer tags that you get down there. Of course, like I said, their season starts in early September. So I have a whole month the archery hunt down there before anybody in PA even starts, which is real nice. And then their season goes the whole way through, I think, the very last day of January, January 31st, 
and you can deer hunt, whether it's archery, muzzleloader, or rifle, you can deer hunt every single day from opening day in September through January 31st for basically almost five months every day except for Sundays. And so that's a really nice part about it. So I get some good early season hunting in. I can get some good rut hunting in down there when Pennsylvania closes, like right after PA archery closes, there's like that two week break before rifle. Yeah. I can deer hunt down in Maryland during that time frame. And then of course the late season too, like in late January, I can still be deer hunting down there. So it's really a great situation with that long season and you get multiple buck tags and you get a whole pile of doe tags for each season. So really, I mean, it's like you'll really never run out of tag from Maryland unless you're really shooting a lot of deer, but. It's a lot of fun down there. Deer numbers are pretty high in some areas. There's some decent pieces of public land to hunt that I've had some decent success on. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it starting down there in a couple of weeks. That's awesome, man. Do you just hunt whitetails down there, or do you ever venture into going after a seeker deer? I have not gone after seeker deer yet, but I know they're down there. I've heard a lot of good things about it, and from what I hear, it's a lot of fun to go after those things. And so that's something I'm definitely, I think, interested in here in the future. I don't know if it'll be next year or when it'll be, but it's definitely something I'd like to look into. But no, I have not done it yet, but heard a lot of good things about it. So definitely, I think, I think would be something that would be pretty fun to try. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. You should definitely, uh, you should reach out to Garrett Benner, the modern assassin, and kind of pick his brain on it a little bit. Okay. He does, he does that a lot. Down yeah. There. It, yeah. yeah. We talked to him about it a little bit and he's got videos on his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I mean, he shot some pretty good stags and, you know, he loves it. Yeah. I mean, he, he absolutely loves it. He loves the meat. He, I mean, he's there, so he, I've heard from ooh. a couple guys that it's almost like hunting for little mini elk. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what that's, he said. That's exactly what he said. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. really cool. They're like they have a bugle, right? Yeah. It's more it's like, like a, a roar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Pretty crazy though. It's a crazy, very unique noise. Um, but they are wonderful little animals, and I would love to do that someday. I think that'd be so mm-hmm. much fun. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I forget exactly what kind of area they're in, but I don't think it would be too much farther of a drive for me to get down there. I think they're around like, Chesapeake much, Bay area. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So really, I mean, I could. It, it would be within within distance for me to probably give it a try sometime. So that's definitely. Something I'll probably have to do a little bit more research on and learn about and maybe start checking out a couple spots or something. Definitely, man. Definitely. I think that'd be something that would really be honestly pretty cool. And I think you'd mm-hmm. probably really get into it and then you'd be like, oh, I've been a white tail. You never know. Yep. So this is a good transition time then. I believe I saw that you put down a Maryland buck last year. Is there any truth to that? Yep. Yep. That's true. I nice. Did. I did put down a Maryland buck last year, my first year first year at it down there <laughs> it's kind of a funny story it happened it happened uh, i think the day was november 17th so it was actually yeah now i remember it was the, it was when the first day of bear season was going on in pennsylvania it was that saturday and i was on a spot that i had only hunted i think one i, I think i had hunted there two days in or early season i think i hunted there the first two days of the season actually early september and then I had not made it back there until I went there November 17th. And, and I had hunted up at my camp in North Central PA for like the last, I think it was like eight days of archery in PA. So I was up there like for the prime of the rut and I was on some big deer. I was never, never able to close the deal for uh, my PA buck tag that week. And 
And so I'm kind of thinking like, ah, you know, that's probably my last good chance at like, you know, a decent buck until rifle season. But I go down to Maryland that next Saturday and not really expecting a whole lot because it was a piece that I only been on a couple times. I didn't really think there was anything too big in the area. And I go down there and I'm just sitting on the ground. I'm not even in a stand. I'm just sitting on the ground with my bow behind sort of like a, a tree that was falling over for a little bit of protection. And sure enough, I have like this awesome public land eight point just cruise right to me like a half hour before dark. I, I To be honest with you, I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw him coming through the timber at me. He looked just absolutely huge. And I, it's kind of one of those moments where it's, it's happening and you see it, you're seeing it happening and you're thinking like, this can't be real right now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he comes right into me with his head down at, to like 15 yards, maybe stops and sees me and I'm at full draw. And then he turns and I shoot him and, uh, the shot in it. I had kind of a weird angle on the shot. Long story short, we ended up waiting until the next morning. Me and a couple of buddies went in and we found him and it was, it was a pretty good eight point for Maryland public land. Certainly a deer that I was super thankful to get down there for my first ever out-of-state buck like that and, and a public land archery buck like that so that was a lot of fun definitely one that i'll never forget dude that's awesome man congratulations on that by the way yeah thanks so other than maryland then what about pa i know you kind of touched it a little bit but overall your pa season how'd that go it was it was good i i never did uh i never did fill my pa buck tag but i'll tell you what i had i had an absolute blast hunting in pa uh up at my camp hunting a couple couple other public land spots up there it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun up there where my camp is in north central pa i get like i said we have 85 acres up there so we have the opportunity to plant a couple food plots and to kind of manage the land the way that we want to and maybe control how much pressure the deer are getting and control what we shoot and what we don't shoot so we get that kind of that private land opportunity and then there's also tons of public land up there that i love to hunt that there's some really big deer even on the public land up there. So I did a lot of both of that last year. I hunted my private land some. I hunted the public land quite a bit and saw a lot of deer, saw some really good bucks. And I took a couple of doe there at my cabin. And it was, yeah, it was a great season. Filled the freezer. Got to spend a lot of weekends up at the cabin with my buddies and with my family. And uh, made a lot of memories. So definitely a successful and fun season. That's awesome, man. That's what it's all about, dude. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Now, when you... When you're hunting, are you primarily an archery hunter, or do you really get into flintlock, or you really get into rifle season, or anything like that? I primarily am an archery and rifle guy. I I personally have not flintlock hunted ever. So when it's archery season, I got my bow, and when it's rifle season, I'll have my gun out there. I'm not I'm not like one of those guys that's strictly archery all year round or anything like that. I I definitely like to to get the gun in my hand once rifle season comes around. So. Yeah, man. Keep yeah, I pretty much all hunt whatever's in season. Dig it, dig it. Do yep. you uh, do you do any turkey hunting or anything like that? Yeah, I do game? a little bit of a little bit of spring turkey hunting. Spring turkey hunting to me, I didn't really come from a family that spring turkey hunted much, so it's kind of been something that I've had to self teach myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I've I've tried to get better at it. I've actually still never killed a turkey, <laughs> but uh, I've had some close calls, and this year. Fortunately, I got to hunt spring turkey more this spring than I ever had before. And that's, that's one of the biggest things too. Like I haven't put as much time into it as I have deer hunting. And that's probably the biggest reason I haven't been successful, but I'm trying to learn more about it every year. And it's a lot of fun. I'll tell you what, I had a blast out there this spring. I had some really close calls. I hunted like the first four or five days of spring turkey season up there at my camp 
if I was, if I, if I would have been a little more experienced, there was at least a couple birds that I should have killed that week. But I made a couple, couple rookie mistakes, I guess you would say. And I'm sure that'll make me a better hunter here for the future. So I'm already looking forward to next spring, no doubt about it. Looking to hopefully fine tune my skills a little bit more and hopefully be successful here for the first time. That's awesome, man. You're starting to get the bug a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I always heard guys say that, like, I know a couple guys that are like the diehard spring turkey hunters that they like it more than anything else. They like it more than deer hunting or anything you can think of. And they just say like, there's nothing like, there's nothing like hearing a fired up gobbler and calling in a gobbler like that. And, and so I talked to those guys and it's like, man, they're, they're, this is like a real thing that, that is, that guys love. And, and I definitely started to get that bug a little bit this spring. I'm not going to say that I like it more than deer hunting or anything yet, but. Like you guys said, I definitely started to get that bug with spring. Definitely, man. Listen, I love turkey hunting, but I am freaking infatuated yeah. with whitetail hunting, man. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing that's going to change that for nothing me. Nothing replaces whitetail, especially archery whitetail hunting for us, man. That's that's our yeah. that's our gold, our our bread and butter. But I, I've kind of been the same way as you, you know. Didn't grow up too much turkey hunting, but kind of got in the last few years and. I'm tore up with it, man. I love it. Yeah. Started getting calls and mouth calls and learning and just watching a ton of videos. And you can watch the hunting public turkey tour and learn so much from that. Right. You know, that's a great start for people that are just getting into turkey hunting to watch that and see it, you know, because we learned a lot. Them. Yep. I was watching them quite a bit. I was watching the Pinhoti Project quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. That's He's a good awesome. one. Pinhoti's good. Yep. He has an absolute wealth of knowledge, obviously. He's been, he's been kind of turkey hunting his whole life, of course, and he's, I guess one of the top guys that is known about in the country. Um, oh, I swear he was always killing turkey like this year. I mean, every yeah. other post was him smoking oh, yeah. his, his victory yeah. cigars. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. I yeah. said every every video like that, which is pretty cool. But but no, like you guys, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I've tried to tried to watch as many videos as I can, do a lot of reading, and, and just learn as much as I can about it. But I agree with you guys. I am I am a whitetail guy at heart, and that I think will always be my number one passion. But spring turkey can be a close second, I guess. I dig it. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. <clears throat> well, getting out of spring and kind of sticking along with you being a whitetail nut, what's your summer going to look like? Are you getting into scouting? you run trail cams? you going food plots? What do you got going on, man? Pretty much everything that you just said I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, a lot of a lot of public land scouting I've done this summer. I have a lot of different spots I'm checking out. A couple of spots that I hunted last year that I'm kind of just free checking out just lightly. But a lot of the scouting I've been doing is new spots. Checking out spots in North Central PA. Checking out some spots here in Southeastern PA where I live, and then a lot of spots down in Maryland. And running a lot of trail cameras too. I think between me and one or two other guys, we have like somewhere around 25 we're running like something like 25 or 26 trail cameras maybe between our private and public land oh uh, man i'd hate to see your battery budget yeah (laughs) 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 we've spent quite a bit of money on batteries and sd cards and not to mention buying those trail cameras over the years so yeah but uh, but we love running trail cams we love seeing what's in the areas that we're hunting it's it's kind of one of those things i try to tell people like I try not to use trail cameras as a replacement for actual scouting, like on the boots, physical scouting. Oh boy. I still love to get out there and do all that. Trail cameras are just kind of like an extra tool that I use for fun to see what's in the area and maybe see how deer are moving to a certain area, what time they're coming through. So 
food plots. I, I actually just planted food plots last week up at our camp in, in North Central PA. We planted three brassica plots, all relatively small ones, like one's just a real small kill plot. And then we have a couple other plots that are like the half acre. So it'll be interesting to see, see how those do. We've had decent success with our food plots the past couple of years. They're definitely fun to plant. You see, you see all types of wildlife benefit from them. So I'll be looking forward to see how those do and, and, uh, and do you get? Do you do run your soil tests and and run all your lime and everything, all your nutrients into your soil and stuff? Or yeah, I try to do it. I try to do it to the best of my ability. I do the soil samples and figure out the lime and fertilizer I need and how much, and and we put that on and we do our best to try to prepare the soil bed. Sometimes that's a struggle, and then of course we seed and and cold pack and and the whole deal. So I am by no means an expert. I'm not a farmer or anything like that, but. But I try to I try to do my best with them and try to get the best possible uh, end result that I can. The past couple of years it turned out decent. I feel like my plots have done all right. Maybe not quite as good as as uh, you hear about from some other guys, but definitely still they've been effective at at uh, drawing in deer and and uh, holding deer on my property. I would say. Hey, that's the point, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome, man. Well, you're succeeding at it. I mean, that's that's the end end goal that you're looking for, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So your PA Wilds trip that you went on, was that more of just a camping, kind of fishing fun trip, or were you doing some scouting there as well? Yeah, no, that was pretty much just a trip, just for fun, just to be out there camping. Uh, that was that was in an area a little bit west of where my family's property is. We were maybe an hour west of there, and we were in, in my opinion, probably one of the most remote areas of the state. It was an area that the couple buddies that I were with on that trip, they've been in there before. They do do some deer hunting in there. We didn't really do any scouting while we were in there. Um, we did a lot of fishing and just kind of having fun camping out. So that was a fun summer trip just to be out there in the, in the PA wilds kind of and, and spend a weekend out there camping with, with the buddies. So that was a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. And I saw that on your YouTube page and you know, it's probably a good time. Why don't we get into a little bit of, uh, the everyday outdoorsman YouTube channel that you have going on? Kind of, yeah. where did that all come from? I mean, where, what gave you the, you know, just kind of the thought one day that, Hey, I want to get into it and I want to do a YouTube channel. Well, it's kind of an interesting story. I started, I started the YouTube channel way back in 2010. So I would have been. I think I was 14 years old. I was in middle school at the time and I was, wa- I was watching a lot of hunting shows on TV. I was watching a lot of other guys on YouTube and, and I just kind of, I don't know if it kind of happened just one day just like that or if it was kind of a gradual thing that I thought of, but I kind of had the idea like it would be cool for me to start something like this where I could document my hunts and my fishing trips and any other kind of adventures I go on with my friends and family. It'd be cool to document that kind of stuff on film and have a place to show it to the rest of the internet and to show friends and other friends and family. And so that's kind of how the YouTube channel started. And that's really the main reason I started it was just simply to show other people my hunts and my my fishing trips and, and stuff like that. And I never thought that here I would be nine years later and to see what it's turned into today. I never thought it would be what it is today. And now it's kind of turned into more so a thing where it's still I still love just making hunting hunting and fishing videos for fun but some of my i now have like more so goals that involve things like trying to be trying to use my platform to be a positive influence on the hunting community and trying to maybe show others why 
the outdoors can be such a blessing in their lives, just like it's been in my life. Like I said, the outdoors have been a huge blessing for me. And through my videos and through my social media, I kind of try to show that to other people and, and hopefully, uh, in the end, get some new people or inspire some new people into the outdoors that maybe haven't hunted before, haven't fished before and try to get some new people into the sport and try to grow the sport of hunting and fishing. And, and so that, that's kind of how the YouTube channel has evolved and the everyday outdoors has evolved. It's kind of turned into to a thing like that where those are my goals and, and like I said, still have a lot of fun just simply going out there with my friends and family making hunting and fishing videos, but definitely a platform that I try to use to be a good influence on, on really the whole outdoor community. That honestly is a solid goal, man. <laughs> I dig mm-hmm. it. And I've watched a couple of your videos just recently. Like you reached out to us and I was like, Oh, I don't really know too much about them, you know, and you sent the link for it and stuff. And I, I took a gander at it. It's pretty awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. We, uh, definitely work pretty hard at it. We, I, I've spent a lot of time on it. Um, you can tell. And I, I, I try to do the, the best work I can. So yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's always good for me to see, to see, uh, followers reaching out and, and guys saying that they enjoy enjoy our stuff that just gives me all the all the motivation i need to keep it going so it's always good for me to see that we definitely appreciate all the viewers we have because without them it wouldn't it really wouldn't be possible so now is this just you or do you have you know a couple buddies that are in on it with you or is it yeah yeah i have buddies that are in on it with me a couple guys that really helped me out quite a bit with it helped me out filming that i've really really guys that i've hunted and fished with for my whole life that when I started this whole thing, kind of just hopped right on board with me, thought it was just the greatest thing in the world, and they love doing it just as much as I do. So, so it's been a lot of fun working with them, and uh, and yeah, I'm fortunate enough. I have a lot of friends that kind of like I said at the beginning, I have a lot of friends that that love to hunt and fish. I'm fortunate enough to get to spend a lot of time out there with those guys hunting and fishing and and having fun. Yeah, it's not usually by mistake that most of your friends are people that are just like you that love to hunt and fish, you know. Yeah. We kind of find that here, too. Some of our best friends are ones that, you know, are hunting buddies or you meet and, you know, become hunting buddies, and those are the ones that stick. So it's pretty mm-hmm. neat that that can, can happen that way, and those are the people that you kind of bond with and, you know, and help you along the way as well and help you, mm-hmm. you know, make content. And you guys do a lot of really good videos and a lot of good stuff on your channel, and I enjoy it. I, I watch quite a few videos and you know, i think you guys kill it you do a lot of fishing too man ton of fishing yeah we do yep yeah that's uh when we're not when we're not hunting in the fall we're pretty much fishing almost the rest of the year when we're not doing things related to to deer scouting or deer season prep work or shed hunting or or anything related to deer when we're not doing that we're probably fishing the rest of the year so we we love trout fishing and bass fishing and i've been on some trips out of state and up to canada before fishing so Definitely love, definitely love getting out there on the water too. So I know very little about that side of the state and kind of where you're at other than the fact that all I really know is I feel like it's more of like an agricultural kind of area. But what, what is some of the terrain that you're actually hunting and, and how is the deer hunting in that side of the state? I would describe the terrain as relatively flat. We do have a lot of agriculture, like you said, and the deer numbers here are pretty high. The problem is we have, well, I shouldn't say the problem. It's a good thing that we have a lot of hunters here. It can make the deer hunting tough, but we do have a lot of hunters here. And the pub, the public land hunting here can be, it, it's tough to say the least is how I would describe it. I, I would say you can, you, you can find deer for sure. If you work hard on public land, it's going to be hard to find a really big buck. 
And if you do find one, there's probably going to be a handful of other guys that are after him too. But it's just kind of the way it is here in this specific area of the state. So that's kind of how I would describe it. It's definitely a challenge, which I kind of enjoy. And like I said, I'm fortunate enough that I have some other areas in the state I get to go to. So I enjoy that. I enjoy the challenge of, of hunting public around here, right around here where I live a little bit, but also being able to get away to, to some other areas of the state and chase white tails elsewhere. So That's awesome, man. I got kind of like a little bit of a two-part question for you. First mm-hmm. of all, like what what's a typical like good buck in your area? And then what kind of buck are you typically looking for? Are you looking for like a big buck like score-wise? Are you looking for a mature buck or like looking for a big buck like body size-wise? What, what are you after? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, that is a great question. Around here in the area of the state that I live in, if you can shoot a two-and-a-half-year-old eight-point, that is a pretty good deer. That is definitely a pretty big accomplishment, I would say, for here. Now, I will typically, to be honest with you, I will typically do most of my buck hunting in north-central PA, where my camp is. So when I'm hunting up there for a buck, I can sometimes be pretty picky. It kind of depends on what I think is in the area or how my season's going or how much time I have to hunt. I would say I'm typically, when I'm up there, I'm looking for somewhere somewhere a deer that's in the two and a half to three and a half year old range or or older uh as far as the score i don't really look for look for a specific score really i tell people like if it comes in and the first thing i say to myself when i see it is that's a shooter then i think it's big enough to shoot but i think if it's coming in and i'm not sure about it i'm like well he looks okay and but i'm not really sure i think that that's a sign that it's a deer i don't want to shoot so that's usually what I tell people. I I take a lot of crap from my buddies that I'm way too picky on what I shoot. I've sometimes passed up some pretty decent deer to to try to shoot an even bigger deer. And to me, this is going to kind of get into a whole other side of things. But like, I think that there's a lot of people in the state that are like they're too fixed on like they just need to fill their buck tag one way or another. Whereas like I don't really see it that way. Like when I pass up a buck to hope for something bigger. I have people then at the end of the season ask me, like, do you regret not shooting that buck now? And the answer for me is always no, because to me, it's it's not just about filling that tag. I like to just be out there hunting all season if I can. Whereas if I shoot a buck early in the season, I guess I'm done buck hunting because, of course, we only get one buck tag here in PA. So that's kind of one thing that, that I tell people is, like, to me, it's not all about filling a tag. Like, if I go all season without filling my buck tag... I'm perfectly fine with it. So I guess that's why sometimes I'm a little bit on the pickier side. Like if I want to fill the freezer, I have no problem shooting several doe and getting plenty of deer meat that way. And I'm kind of more so on the side of if I'm going to shoot a buck, I'd like for it to be something decent. So I guess that's why I find myself sometimes passing up those deer that, that uh, my buddies wish that I would shoot. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, honestly, that that's what I really like to hear because I, I kind of feel like we're the same way. Would we love to kill a big deer, like a really big deer? Absolutely. But my kind of philosophy on it, as long as the deer's at least somewhat mature and he gets yeah. my freaking heart pumping, man, I don't care how big he is. Oh, yeah. yeah. If he comes in, it could be a little basket rack or something like that, and he comes in and he's just grunting and putting on a show and stuff, and he gets my heart pumping, guess what? I mean, <laughs> he might catch exactly. some carbon, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, it is kind of it's kind of nice hearing how you, you kind of have, like, that mindset of, you know, I don't really care about the score because we're not really big about the score. I mean, it's, it's kind of nice to put the number to it to kind of give somebody like an, an idea 
of what right. of what you're what although you're most at. people don't know what a real score is on a buck right <laughs> right <laughs> but anyway sorry austin <laughs> no you're okay you're good yeah but i no i agree with both of you and i think grant you're spot on when i'm hunting out there i'm if i see a buck and i get a shooter i'm the same way as soon as i know oh that's a shooter i stop mm-hmm. looking at antlers altogether i'm not you know, detailing out, well, you know, he's only got a five inch G3. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that's going to be big enough. You know? <laughs> Not like adding the score up in your head. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If, if the deer in Austin said it perfectly, if it puts on a show, it gets you excited, gets you fired up, and you're like, wow, that's a shooter. I'm no longer thinking about anything but what is the deer's next step? What is my next step? How am I killing this animal? You know, right. that's what I look into. And last year, I kind of did, you know, maybe what you say, Grant. I was, I had a buck come in and I was like, ah, you know, I'm texting Austin while I'm in the tree stand because this deer is like 80 yards off and they're chasing, hitting two other bucks and chasing does all through this swamp. And I'm like, man, I don't know. He's got, you know, he's got one really good side, six points to his side, but his other side's broken off on the main beam right after the G2, I believe it was. Yep. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then they put on a show for me for like 10 minutes straight. And that buck just, it was like a TV show where you see one buck after another single file just kind of going right past you at about eight yards. They went right underneath me. <laughs> and he's in the back just posturing up. He's got that, you know, that broad shoulders, and he's just kind of posturing yep. up, making his way in. He got to eight yards. I'm sorry, but he just, <laughs> he he did it for me. He did it for yep. me, you know. Yep. <laughs> and that was the best, probably probably the most exciting best hunt of my life. No, not the biggest buck I ever killed, but the best exciting hunt of my life hands down in the archery woods it was unreal so and that's what it's all about absolutely I mean, dude that is what it's all about and i guess kind of what i was trying to get at before i like that you're being realistic especially mm-hmm. for pennsylvania i mean right green we're not like a giant buck state but there are some giants in our state for sure you know you could that's i don't want to say luck into one but you could luck into a really big deer i mean i know you've seen big deer yeah yeah, yeah he has hasn't he <laughs> if yeah, anybody sure. goes and checks out uh, this guy's YouTube page, the Everyday Outdoorsman, <laughs> you can go ahead and check out a nice video of Grant looking at the biggest buck I've ever seen in Pennsylvania live on the hoof, hanging out with a really nice other buck that looks so tiny next to him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Why yeah, don't we jump cool. into that, Grant? Why don't we talk yeah. about it a little bit? Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, that is a deer that kind of interesting a lot of people when they when they name a deer have like one name for a deer for some reason me and my buddies have like three different names that we call this deer. we call him mufasa bambi or we call him the tyler the legend so i know that's kind of weird we have three nicknames for it so you might hear me call it any one of those three names but it's a deer that we've that we've been seeing or had summer trail camera pictures of ever since 2014 so that's quite a bit of time and the first year we saw him he was to be quite honest with you, he was a giant back then, and that was that was five years ago. So I mean, you can you can only imagine how old that deer is now. I I would say the first that first summer that we saw him, it is pretty likely that he was either a three and a half or four and a half year old buck at that time, which would put him now in the summer of 2019 at either eight and a half or nine and a half years old. So it's really incredible to see a buck in Pennsylvania survive that long. And like I said, for us, it's pretty much just been summer pictures almost every year since 2014. I've never seen the deer in hunting season. When I saw that thing this summer, just a couple weeks ago, the video that you guys are talking about, that's the first time I've even seen it in person since that first year we saw it in 2014. 
So it's been a ghost. It seems like every year around mid to late September, he just becomes a ghost and leaves our property. I assume that he has kind of like a different fall range that he's going to every year. I don't know where it is, but he's going somewhere. There's only been like one year through all the years that I've ever gotten pictures of him in the rut, and that was 2015. And then other than that, I never had a picture of him in the fall. There was actually a whole year and a half where I didn't have any pictures of him at all. Like the whole year of, of 2016, I had no sign of him, so I thought he was dead. And then in 2017, a giant shows up, and I start look, I start comparing the previous the pictures from two years previous, and, and I figure out it's the same deer that, that had been just completely ghosting me for a year and a half, all of a sudden show up out of nowhere. So mm-hmm. now we've been seeing him each summer since then, and <laughs> it's it's a wild story to be quite honest. It's it's uh, an incredible deer, one that was definitely really cool to see in person, even though it was just in the summertime like this and velvet out there behind my camp feed in the field. So definitely, I mean, definitely like you guys said, there's 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 definitely some big deer in this state, but it's important to be realistic at the same time. But I mean, the other thing too to mention is like I think that in Pennsylvania there's this there's this this feeling that everybody gets it on public land. All the public land is bad hunting, and it just is getting hit so hard by hunters, and there's no big deer. And that is the case, I think, at some spots. But I think there are also public land spots where there are just some incredible opportunities and some really big deer. I mean, I've seen it myself in person, what some of the public land in Pennsylvania can offer. Like you guys said, I mean, there Pennsylvania has some really big deer. I think that there's a lot better public land hunting out there if you're willing to look for it and willing to work. I think there's a lot, a lot better public land hunting opportunities out there than what most people think. Yeah, no, man, you are, you're absolutely so spot on with that. It is, it's ridiculous. I mean, public land in Pennsylvania does have kind of like a, like a stigma and it right. does kind of, it, it gets kind of blown out of proportion, I think, most of the time. Like there are those pockets, like you said, where they might get really hunted and there, there might be some smaller deer on them, but there are those pockets of public that are just absolutely incredible. They might be overlooked. They might just have a really low pressure on them. But I, I know personally myself, I've seen some pretty darn good deer on public. Oh, yeah. PA. I mean, it's. No doubt mm-hmm. about it. I would say a deer that only gives this buck on your YouTube page, the uh, Tio- Tioga, is that right? Yeah. Tioga Legend, a run yep. for its money, was killed, you know, right on public land, right by my camp. Right. You know, in rifle yeah. season. And this thing was. A giant. Mm-hmm. I mean, an absolute giant. But Dang. there are definitely some really good public land spots. And I, I did a little bit of scouting prior to turkey season. I was kind of turkey season scouting, but really I was deer season scouting. And I found some nice bedding areas and some really good spots that on a public land close to us that I've never hunted before that I think could be really good if you know what you're doing. And I, I got a game plan for it this year. I'm going to try to at least throw maybe two different sits at it in two different spots that I think are absolute money. And if they don't work out, they don't work out. But I'm, I'm curious to see because I found some really good buck bedding think I can kill the deer in that other people have probably would never think to hunt this spot. So it's a little bit of a secret, but I think we could yeah. uh, maybe get it done. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, awesome. And you guys... I heard you guys had some some pretty decent success here the past couple of years too, right? Yeah, yeah, man, we we've done good. You know, private land, but private public. I mean, we're in Pennsylvania; nothing's posted. We're not leasing land. You know, we're we're hunting property with people that also have permission to hunt the property. But uh, yeah, we've we've had success. We've been very lucky. 
over the last few years. You know, myself personally, I've shot four bucks in the last three years, three here and one in one in Ohio. So I am just all kinds of giddy and, and excited. And those are the only bucks I've ever killed my bow. And all the years mm-hmm. that I've been bow hunting since I was 14 years old, you know, these last three years have been unreal for me. So, you know, something just kind of clicked and, and starting to figure it out and actually get, get it done with the bow instead of missing opportunities or, you know, kind of those kind of things. But yeah, well, that's awesome. Hopefully you can kind of keep, keep the streak going this year. Fingers are crossed. I'm not even going to talk about it any farther. You know, <laughs> don't want to curse it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So what else? Uh, let's, let's get into 2019 then. We're talking deer. We're excited for deer season. What's your goals, man? What you, do you have any kind of plan? I know we talked about it a little bit, I think off air, but, uh, what are some goals going into the season? Yeah, I would say I am going to hit Maryland really hard in September simply because of the fact that I have a whole, a whole month to hunt down there before PA even opens. And I was actually just down at one of my spots in Maryland today checking trail cams and I was pretty impressed at some of the deer I have on trail cam down there, some pretty good bucks, a lot of doe down there too. So I'm going to look to hopefully fill the freezer with a few doe in September. I would say that's definitely a goal to get a couple doe under my belt there in September. And if I'm lucky, I'd love to kill a buck in Maryland in September if I can. I have three buck tags to use for Maryland and I could use two of them in archery if I want to. So. I could get a buck under my belt in Maryland in September. That would be awesome. And then I could still use one. I could still have an archery buck tag left for the rut then in November. So I would say that's kind of like my sort of my goal for September. And and then once once season opens here in PA, I'm going to be hitting it pretty hard up here. Definitely at a couple of my public land spots around here where I live and then up at my camp, I'm definitely going to hit it hard in the rut up there at my camp. I'll definitely be up there. For sure, for assuming I haven't filled my buck tag in the early season, which who, who knows what could happen. If I haven't filled my buck tag in the early season, uh, like in October, I'll definitely hit it hard like that last couple weeks of archery, uh, those first couple weeks of November up there at my camp. So hopefully I can get on some, some decent deer up there during the rut. If not, I'll hit hard in rifle season for sure. And, and yeah, I mean, as far as goals go, I mean, I don't guess I don't necessarily have like specific goals in mind for, for how big of a deer I want to shoot or whatever, it's kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. Like, it's just whatever I'm feeling in the moment, like if I'm having fun with it and if I tell myself I would have fun shooting that deer or I want to shoot that deer, that's what I'll do. At the end of the day, it's all just about having fun for me and and uh, I'm going to get to spend a lot of time out there in the woods by myself and a lot of time out there with friends and family. So that's really what I'm looking most forward to is just getting out there and having fun. If I'm lucky, hopefully shooting a few deer along the way. Dude, I mean, that's, what kind of goal? I mean, what better goal can you have? Honestly, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think if you uh, if you accomplish all that, I think you'll be sitting just fine, just fine. Yeah. And I didn't realize how good of a deal that Maryland uh, hunt is. I didn't realize you can shoot three bucks over there. Yeah, yeah. That's the way the way it works is you get you get two two buck tags with your hunting license, and then you can purchase a bonus tag for for an extra fee. You can use the 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 first two buck tags. You have to. Like out of your three tags, you have to use, you can't use all three of them in one season is how it works. So I couldn't use all three of those in archery, but I could use two of them in archery or two of them in rifle or two of them in muzzleloader. So that's how it works. Like I can shoot three buck total if I want to, but one of them, two of them could be archery and then the other one would have to be during rifle season or muzzleloader season. So 
so yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, it's awesome down there. You get the opportunity to shoot, to shoot three buck if you want to and a whole pile of doe tags as well if you want to fill the freezer. So it's definitely a great opportunity for, for anybody that is in the surrounding areas around Maryland, like if you live in southern Pennsylvania or anything like that, it's definitely something to check out. That's awesome, man. That's a pretty solid deal, honestly. Yeah, I think we're getting mm-hmm. robbed over here. I mean, Ohio's our neighbor. We can only shoot one buck, and now mm-hmm. you can only shoot one doe, I believe, on public, on public land, which is all okay. I hunt in Ohio, and then you can shoot yeah. a second doe, um, or in some areas, I believe, a third doe on private land, but you're only mm-hmm. one doe and one buck, although it is Ohio, and, you know, I, I guess we don't have it too bad. There are some monsters, yeah. but Maryland, man, I see a lot of good deer come out of Maryland, though. Yeah, there there are some good deer coming out of Maryland. I think it's just like Pennsylvania. You have to kind of find the right pockets in the yeah. right areas of the state. It can kind of vary depending where you are, but you're right. There are some giants that come out of Maryland from some guys so it's definitely definitely a pretty good state i think how about up there how often are you guys over there in ohio is that is that uh somewhere you're going every year or is that like just a place you've been to a couple years here and there or what's what's the situation with you guys going over there so we live like 15 minutes from the border yeah okay so we're we're really close to it i mean in in theory we could probably bebop over there a couple times a week if we really Mm -hmm. wanted to we really wanted to hunt a grass over or say we filled our buck tag in, in PA. Right. Generally, I I mean, last year was the first time I got an Ohio tag in forever. And I probably hunted five or six times total. I didn't really utilize as much as I probably could have. Yeah. But for me, myself, it's been pretty much an annual thing. So, uh, you know, my dad hunts. I have three brothers and hunt. And we typically do an out-of-state trip every year, you know, with some family friends and then us guys. And... Mm-hmm. My dad forever and ever went to Illinois, and that was his spot. But then he w- he also hunted Ohio a lot. So over the last, last, I don't know, four or five years now, we've been pretty much strictly Ohio just because of kind of the CWD and the issues in Illinois, and, and the price difference is ridiculous. I mean, for Ohio, for as cheap as it is and the bucks we've been getting into, you know, it, it's almost a better gig than Illinois, plus the spot we like to over the last few years, and I've really enjoyed it. I think it's going to be an annual thing for me moving forward. I don't think I'm going to ever go without a, an Ohio tag. It's just mm-hmm. it's too convenient. They're, it's too close. There's plenty of public land near us. And, you know, the spot we really like is like two-hour drive. We go down there. We camp. We do like a 10-day out-of-state hunting trip. And, you know, it's, wow. it's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's that absolutely like awesome. Oh, man. You, you can't beat it. You know, the, the week trip or the long weekend's fun. When you go hard for almost two weeks straight, <laughs> yeah, and it's you know late November and it's the yeah. best time of year and the weather's usually pretty tough. You know, it's a grind, but there is nothing I'd rather be doing at that time of year. It is yeah. absolutely one hundred percent my favorite thing in the world. And I love. It, I would man. love. I would love to get over there to Ohio at some point. It's obviously a little bit farther of a drive for me, but it had even crossed my mind trying to get over there this fall. I doubt it'll happen this year, but. I think at some point here, I'd love to, I'd love to look into getting over there at some point. Cause obviously I've heard some great things about it over there. And, and like oh, you said, it'd be, man. it'd be fun to go over there and just go at it on public land for like a week or a week and a half or two weeks or whatever, whatever time frame I had and just, and, uh, get over there and have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just chase them. You know, it, it is an absolute blast and the prices are very reasonable. You know, there's a lot of good public land. A lot of people say that it's very over hunted. 
but I feel like those people don't hunt Pennsylvania public land. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know, we yep. know over hunted, we know pressured deer, so it kind of plays into our back pocket. And yeah. I go over there, it hasn't been the case. I have not seen as much of the deer hunting pressure as I do in Pennsylvania. Um, no yeah. doubt about it. But man, you'll you'll fall in love with it. I think if you can do it, make it happen, make it a goal to achieve because it is. I mean, it's a wonderful place. Yeah, for sure. And it's close, and it's affordable, and it's realistic. <laughs> yeah. You know, that all yeah, helps. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Anybody can do that. I mean, there's. There's nothing, there's nothing stopping anybody from Pennsylvania from going out there. It's yeah. not like some super expensive guided out west hunt or anything like that. I mean, it's something that anybody can go out and do for pretty cheap. So, and you can hunt Sundays and you can hunt yep. Sundays, which is amazing. That's another, that's another bonus. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's pretty much why I got a tag this year for over there is I just got tired of not being able to hunt Sundays. And those days that I actually did hunt over there, I was hunting here on Saturday and I was going over there on Sunday. Yep. yep. Right. It's a nice little filler because we're so close. But, I mean, their season even comes in before ours, I think, a full week. Mm -hmm. So, I know I have plans that I am most likely going to be in Ohio probably for a long weekend and hunting at least the opener and that Sunday down where we usually go on public land. So, um, that's pretty much written in stone for me. It's going to be an absolute blast. Good. Yeah, man. All right, man. Well, we're getting closer to time here. Well, for anybody out there that doesn't know who you are or, or where to find you, can you let them know where they can find you on social media, your YouTube channel, everything like that, all that fun stuff? Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at The Everyday Outdoorsman. You can find me on Instagram at The Everyday Outdoorsman and on Facebook as The Everyday Outdoorsman. So it's all under the same name. And uh, also be on the lookout for my website to launch here very soon, hopefully. Before August is over, I plan on launching a website to sell a little bit of merch, hats and stickers and stuff like that. But if if, uh, if they follow me on social media, that'll be the launch of the website will be well announced on uh, the social media and everything like that. So they'll hear about it if they're following me somewhere on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Awesome, man. Well, that's it, guys. I mean, let's uh, pretty much wrap it up. And thank again, thank you so much for coming on, Grant. We really appreciate it. I had a blast talking to you, man. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks again for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, a huge thanks to Grant Forney for coming on the episode. He is absolutely an awesome dude to talk to. A PA guy just like us, gets it done, goes out of state, has his own YouTube channel. I mean, the dude doing it full time. I mean, that's that's the dream, man. That is the dream. I mean, you know, we talk about it quite often. That's something we want to get into is filming and getting into filming hunts and, you know, putting content out there because there's a lot of good things we're doing over here as well. But it's interesting because, you know, talking to him and I added some questions I asked them in that episode about what is going on on that side of the state. Because we are, as far as hunting goes, we're clueless to what's going on over there. You know, um, besides Facebook posts that I see deer that are being killed in 5C or, you know, 5D in that area. You know, we don't know the terrain. We don't know what's going on. So he answered all that for us. And Grant is a wonderful person. I mean... He's a young, and he's pretty young. I mean, he's a pretty young kid, you know, relatively young. And his knowledge amazed me. Yeah, definitely, man. He's He sounds like a seasoned hunter. Like he's someone like, that's been doing it for 30 years. Yeah, Is absolutely. the knowledge he brought to this episode. Yeah. It was wonderful. I, I mean, I had a blast talking with him, and we'll bring him back on. 
we definitely need to bring him back on and, and chat maybe later on. During the season, During maybe. During the season yeah. or just after the season. Yeah. Uh, maybe he'll go kill big old buck in Maryland and we'll have something to chat about. Early. Early, yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. That's another thing. That Maryland hunt sounds pretty decent. It does. I'm going to have no time to do that. <laughs> but that is something to keep in the back of your, in the back of our minds. I will live vicariously through him. Absolutely. That's why we had him on. <laughs> <Yeah>. Duh. <laughs> We're living through him already. No, I I really I really appreciate him coming on though and and him just talking to us for as long as he did. You know, everybody go check out his YouTube channel. It's pretty cool. I mean, I watched a few of the videos. I haven't got through all of them yet, but they're great. I mean, he's he's really working hard and he's putting out some great content. Yeah, and if you want to see the giant buck that we mentioned in the episode, it's right on there. It's right at the top of his page, man, on his YouTube channel. He films this deer for quite a while, feeding out in the middle of a field, and he is a slammer. Definitely, man. And I'm sure if you reach out to him, he'll tell you exactly where it lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? He did mention he's near the, the New York line, right? Yeah. But he's on that New York-Maryland border. Right. So where we usually hunt, where, you know, West Virginia and New York meet right on the panhandle there, right on that line, he hunts. Or New York and Maryland, right on that panhandle, right on the tip of it. Oh. If you just go like a little bit south of that, maybe like 20 miles, that's exactly where he hunts. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, you can get there by bus, plane, train, um, automobile. Car. Yeah, a bicycle. You can bring a bicycle there. That would be good. Yeah. So ask him about it. He'll tell you exactly where to hunt. I mean, yep. he's a good dude like that. <laughs> yeah. Hi, hey. Grant. <laughs> Grant, you're the man. He told us where it was. You know, he even gave us some coordinates on, uh, Onyx and everything, so yeah, we'll be doing that later this year. He's a beast. Yep, he's the man. Oh, <laughs> popped another acorn top. <laughs> there we go. All right. That's, anyway. That's where we end this, so wrap it up, Austin. You guys can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Go Wild, at the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. If you would do us a huge favor and head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review, that would be fantastic. I'll give you a hug when I see you. Just tell me you did it, and, and you know, it, it'll be fun. We have stickers. We'll send you a sticker. Yeah, we'll send you a sticker. Absolutely. We have new stickers. If you take a screenshot of your review and send it to us, we'll send you a sticker. How about that? You like that deal? I like that deal. I'm down with that. It's well worth it. We appreciate everybody out there that follows along and listens to us, and it's it's really good to hear from you guys. Absolutely. It means a lot to us. Well, until next week, the distraction is real. Distraction is real.